Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Exploring Faith, the podcast series from the Salvation Army in Morley. If you want to hear more from us, all of our services are streamed live at 10.15 every Sunday on both Facebook and YouTube. Just search Morley Salvation Army. Commitment. I read that commitment separates the doers from the dreamers. We read in Psalm 37 verse 5, Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. Proverbs 16, 3 says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Commitment. Commitment is vital to us in our everyday relationships. We cannot be successful in life, nor can we be successful Christians without commitment. We need to to commit afresh and anew. We need to identify areas in which we can strengthen our level of commitment. So, what is commitment? What does commitment mean to you, to us? This is what commitment means to these people. Commitment to the boxer. It's getting off the mat one more time than you've been knocked down. Commitment to the marathon runner. It's running another 10 miles when your strength is gone. Commitment to the soldier is going over the hill, not knowing what's waiting on the other side, with reckless disregard to self, yet committed to a course. Commitment to the missionary, it's saying goodbye to your own comfort to make life better for others. Commitment to the Christian, while it's all that and more, because everyone who is watching your life is depending upon you to get back up again, run that 10 more miles, to display courage when faced with the unknown, and to to self for the betterment of others. You see, the difference of contribution and total commitment is usually the difference in failure and success. Let me share this illustration with you, which may help us in our thinking this morning. A chicken and a pig were walking past a church building one day when they noticed the sermon morn- the Sunday morning sermon posted on the outside notice board. Helping the poor. They walked a little way on past the church when the chicken suddenly had an idea. She said to the pig, Say, brother pig, why don't we give all the poor people a nice breakfast of ham and eggs? The pig thought a moment and replied, that's all right for you to say, because you, for you, it's only a contribution. But for me, it's total commitment. There is no such thing as partial commitment. When we say we are going to do something, then surely we need to be fully committed to it. I can remember 
being 13. I know that's difficult, yes, but I can remember being 13 and being in the school's production of Oliver. I played the part of Widow Corney, who went on to marry Mr. Bumble. Then I became Mrs. Bumble. I remember we had to have extra rehearsals which took place on a Sunday. I can remember having the, the commitment conversation with my mom and dad. Wow, Lorna, they said, you can go to the extra rehearsals, but you can go after the morning meeting and before the start of Sunday school. Like any normal teenager, I had a, a bit of a strop and said it wasn't fair. I needed to be at school. My dad said, Lorna, you are needed at the army. You are a junior soldier, a member of the singing company and wipey band, and your commitment is there. You may be thinking to yourself, oh, wow, that's a bit over the top. I did back then. But as I've got older and I've looked back, I know my mom and dad were right. Yes, I had made the commitment of being part of the singing company and the YP band. But actually, it was more than that. It was my commitment to God that was suffering. I was putting other things before God. He was taking second place. In the 1976 Summer Olympics, a Japanese gymnast competed in the team gymnastics competition for Japan. In a quest for the gold medal, the gymnast suffered a nasty knee injury in the floor exercise. But this injury did not stop him for doing the next week, for drawing the next week, he competed in his strongest event, the rings. His routine was excellent. But he outstanded everybody by squarely, squarely dismounting with a triple somersault twist on an injured right knee. When asked concerning his achievement, he said, Yes, the pain shot through my knee, my knee like a knife. It brought tears to my eyes. But now I have the gold medal and the pain is gone. Here we have one who was truly committed to his sport and his country. So committed was this man that he would let nothing stop him achieving his goal. We need this same type of commitment today in the Lord's church. Paul tells us that we need to be reverent, uh, reverent in spirit, serving the Lord. Many today are not willing to be totally committed to the Lord because it demands too much of them. Matthew 10, 34 to 39, which we read earlier in our meeting, said, Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. 
Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. We are to be totally committed to put God above all people and to put God above all things. We are even to put God above our family. It's a big commitment, isn't it? Committing our all to God. I'm sure we are all good at making up excuses of why we can't do things. I'm sure we have all come up with some good reasons why we can't commit to what God wants of us. There are many in the Bible that make excuses of why they couldn't do what God asked of them. And here are just a few. Moses. We read in Exodus 3, uh, verses 11 and 13, that Moses says to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What is his name? Then what should I tell them? These are not the only excuses Moses come up with. We read of another excuse in Exodus 4.10. Moses says to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent enough, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. But it wasn't just Moses who came up with excuses of why he couldn't commit. There were others too. This was Jeremiah's excuse. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Are we? Are we guilty of making excuses of why we cannot be fully committed to what God wants of us? Hebrews 10.25 says, Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. I know that this is impossible to do now, to meet together as we once again find ourselves in lockdown. But this is where we need to think outside the box. We need to be more creative in the way we stay connected which I know a lot of you are already doing. Are there new and different ways that we can continue to encourage and share God's word together? Are we? Are we committed to what God wants of us? How many people did you talk to this week? How many did you talk to about Christ? How many of your friends did you invite this week to join us in our online worship? Perhaps you were so busy you didn't have the time. Or maybe 
You were just avoiding those difficult conversations. I know. Things are looking a whole lot different to what they once did. Perhaps having those guard conversations aren't quite as easy as they once were. Maybe that's because you are a bit apprehensive about what questions you may get asked about your God. Why is your God letting all these things happen in the world? Why are there so many people dying from coronavirus? If your God is great, as you keep saying he is, why isn't he doing something about it? Hard questions to answer, but amazing opportunities to be a witness. Are we? Are we committed to what God wants of us? We need to be committed to giving to the church. It's more than tithing. It's supporting the church with our love, our prayers, our time, our availability, and our finances. The ministries or program don't just happen by themselves. We need to be committed. I'm sure you've heard this illustration before, but it's good to be reminded of it again. Let me tell you a story using four typical church members. I'll name them everybody, somebody, anybody, and nobody. There was an important job to do, and everybody thought that somebody would do it. Anybody could have done it, but none of them did, so it didn't get done. Somebody got angry because it was everybody's job. Everybody thought for sure that somebody would do it, but nobody asked anybody. In the end, the job wasn't done, and everybody blamed somebody when nobody asked anybody. Trust God and just do it. He is the one that gives the increase. We all need to be committed to doing our part in the service of God, and even more so in these times. There are many members of our core in our community who are feeling very alone and isolated in these times. People you may think are fine, are struggling, and need just a a phone call, a text message, or even a card, which can just make a big difference to them. Because they will realize that they are loved, and people do care about them, and they are not alone. Are we? Are we committed to what God wants of us? Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. God's church needs committed Christians if it's going to reflect him in the world. Jesus lived a committed life. He went about doing the will of God. The life of a committed Christian may be costly. Are we ready? Are we ready this morning to be fully committed to God? Are we committed to putting God first and not making him second best? Are we? 
Are we committed to giving God our all? I have not much to give thee, Lord, for that great love which made thee mine. I have not much to give thee, Lord, but all, all I have is thine. Are we? Are we committed to giving our all to him? Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. As we listen to the music and these familiar words come on the screen, it may be that you need to fully commit to your Lord again this morning. Perhaps you have let other things get in the way of your commitment to him. Perhaps he's become second best. Wherever you are this morning, respond to your Lord. Are you? Are you committed to giving your all?